This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. And this week is very exciting because we have finally reached the last episode that pre-podcast Haley had already watched. So, this is season four, episode one, Lazarus Rising. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. You're too far away from the microphone. All the way leaned back like that. <laughs> yes, get a little closer. Alrighty. We're gonna call this Take Two. We'll call we'll call Take One the Lost Episode. The Lost Files. The Lost Two Hours. <laughs> it's really really sad. Uh, yeah. I don't want to delve too deep into it because I might cry again. Because I'm honestly really upset. But basically, we had... I don't even fucking know what happened, but we lost an entire episode somehow. And it was two hours of premium podcast content. Like, it was really, really good episode. we had a guest star. We had a guest. Like, Harrow was here, and we had some really good conversations. And it was just a really fun time. And it will never be heard by anyone ever, because I don't know what happened to it. So, yeah. It's really weird. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Yeah, and we were going to just record the week after and, like, push it back a week. But it is really hard to re-record an episode. Especially when the first one was so good. Yeah, especially when the first one was so good. So we've been definitely struggling with some motivation. Like, it was extremely, extremely discouraging. I went in. We pre-recorded it. We actually recorded this episode two weeks before Christmas. Yeah, we were We recorded the first draft (laughs) two weeks before Christmas, and then... Um, that weird in-between week, you know, the, the void that exists between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> did we film season wrap-up after that one, too? We did. We recorded the season wrap-up after that one. So we recorded a pre-season wrap-up, because that's how I like to do it, because then we have it, like, done, you know? And it gives us a little extra time for the season wrap. But, um, yeah, so we recorded it on, like, the 4th or something. Like, two weeks before Christmas of December. Yeah. And then I went in on that Wednesday before it was supposed to go up. And I was like, oh, I'll sit down. I'll edit this. And it was gone. It was just gone. Absolutely gone. I scoured my computer. Like, I did so many different searches. I checked every single file in all of my podcast folders. (laughs) Yeah, I searched my entire PC. It is just gone. I don't know what happened to it. I checked on my hard drive which I didn't think was even plugged in, and I don't think it was. So it wasn't there, and it wasn't in my recycling bin, and it wasn't anywhere on my computer. And so I just straight up do not know what happened to it. So, yeah, we've been having a hard time motivating ourselves to re-record. 
because it was a really fucking good episode. This is only the second time I've had to re-record. Somehow, yeah. Somehow. This is... <laughs> episode one. Episode one. one. <laughs> episode one had to be re-recorded. And it wasn't because we lost the file. I think we talked about this. It was because the you literally so couldn't hear Haley. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Just me. Yeah. I think it was the microphone was like behind your laptop or something. So there was like... <laughs> you could hear you really good. And then yeah. Every time I talk, I was like... <laughs> you literally couldn't understand anything she was saying so we had to re-record that one um and so this is by some miracle in 60 episodes including this one this is the only this is only the second time we've had to re-record which i know this sort of stuff happens to podcasters on the regular literally i was listening to a podcast this is this last week and they had an episode they had to re-record because one of the one of the hosts blew her mic out and i didn't even realize it like her gain was set wrong and she just is really loud <laughs> i didn't know that was a thing that could happen so so it went to the editor the editor was like this is completely unusable oh my god ellen what did you do <laughs> for reference the, the podcast i've been listening to is called um i think now it's called i think not um, but it used to be called um, Obsessed with Disappeared, with, and it was it's two friends, Patrick Hines and Ellen Marsh, um, recapping episodes of ID's show Disappeared, which is a true crime like documentary series about missing people, um, and it's really good. So if you're into true crime shows, I highly recommend it. I have not seen Disappeared, so I'm just enjoying this recap podcast for something I've never watched. But I had a good time. But they are very loud. Because Patrick is gay and Ellen is a Broadway <laughs> Broadway <laughs> actress. <laughs> so loud. She knows how to... Um, <laughs> loud is um, the definition of the word? podcast. Project. Project, <laughs> yeah. You don't need to project if the microphone's right in front of you, Ellen. But yeah. <laughs> so we haven't had that issue. But <laughs> who knows? Maybe we will if I, we ever get two mics. I really want to get a two mic set up. But yeah, yeah, we're very lucky that we've only had to do it twice. And I know it's a problem that every podcast is going to run into eventually. But it still sucks. But it still sucks. It's very discouraging. But so. we will be getting Harrow back for a future episode. Yes. So you'll I still know, get to hear him. I know that Harrow wants to join us for Yellow Fever, I think, and maybe some other cast episodes. So. And if by some miracle we ever find the lost footage we can include it in outtakes or something yeah well i don't know if we have a patreon at that point we'll put it on patreon but i think it's but gone I, to the yeah, void i think it's i don't think it exists anymore i have no idea what happened to it because I, I have my post podcast process where i make sure everything saves right and it's just it's just gone so yeah here we are re-recording take two But next episode we get new content, something Haley has not seen yet, and that is very exciting. It's very exciting. So push through the. I don't know what's going to happen de- now. The so. depression of having to re-record what was going to be a really good episode, and then we'll get into new stuff, and it'll be exciting and fun. So, yeah. All right, I'm done talking about that. Let's move on. We kick off this episode. We should have fucking rewatched this. God damn it. <laughs> it's been we a month. We don't need to rewatch it. It's been a month. 
<laughs> I remember what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so we kick off this episode with our recap. Um, we go over Ruby, Lilith, Dean's deal. We have the usual, you know, the boys being badasses. At uh, the end of season three, um, and like Dean's death and stuff. Um, and I think this is all set to um, ACDC's You Shook Me All Night Long, which is a song that <laughs> until I, I knew it. But it literally took me a couple years of having listened to that song to realize what they were actually talking about. (laughs) So. What's that, Kenzie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so our our recap is set to ACDC, You Shook Me All Night Long. And then we cut in with flashes it's very very tight on dean's eyes um it's like cutting in and out there's like red lighting like you can hear like panicked breathing and screaming in the background um and then it cuts to black and we just hear the breathing and i love the way they do this because you're just in black you're you're in the coffin with dean you are in this pitch black with him as he's just breathing and he digs a lighter out of his pocket, and you just see it flick on. Um, and we feel the Dean is in a pine box. Um, uh, he tries to yell for help. His voice obviously is uh, extremely underused. <laughs> Very dry throat. Um, and he claws at the wood, and he manages to break through. Um, and he digs himself out. And the way they do this shot, um, first off, they actually buried Jensen. Um, there was a, like a piece of like foam or something. I remember. I've I've seen. I've heard him talk about this a couple times at like conventions. Um, there's like a piece of like foam, like thick foam, with like a slit in it for him to like come through. Um, and then they just like layered dirt and grass and stuff on top. Um, and so he is like in a hole covered by a piece of foam with some dirt and he like emerges from it um so they literally buried him <laughs> um and he digs himself out this is this made me reminded me of i've been listening to um rob benedict and richard spate jr's podcast um then and now which is their supernatural recap podcast um and it's very different from ours because um, obviously they're both actors on the show but they kind of do like brief recaps and then they like talk with somebody who worked on the episode and i've i've listened to their first two episodes and they chatted with jared and jensen for pilot and wendigo and they talked about you want to know how they did the fire scene at the end of the pilot when when sam's bedroom is on fire because jess is burning on the ceiling do you want to know how they did those shots with specifically the flames and Dean comes in and grabs Sam off the bed and pulls him out of the room. It was actually fire. Uh huh. It was yeah, a. You told it me was that. a. Th- <laughs> I didn't like. I vaguely heard this because I'd heard Samantha Smith talk about it, about how like Jared almost like got caught in a burning room <laughs> filming that scene, and I was like, that sounds. I don't know if I really believe that. Like I'd heard she'd talked about it, but I hadn't really look too deep into it but the boys talked about it they were like on a sound stage and they had like the fire department right there um and basically it was a three-wall room so the camera's on the like sitcom set kind yeah. of you know 
cameras on one side and then three walls and then their instructions were if you start to feel hot get out (laughs) (laughs) yeah Jensen said there was one take where Jared was like really fighting him because he Sam like wants to save Jess you know and Mm -hmm. Dean's trying to save Sam um, Jensen remembers he was remembered seeing they were joking that he remembered seeing like a shot of like Dean kicks in the door and he was like wow like that was like one of the first moments where he was like wow this this show's gonna be cool like this is gonna be really cool um like that looks super heroic I could see this like going places we could get like three seasons out of this <laughs> three four seasons maybe um and then they, they were doing they did a take and Jensen's supposed to be um yelling like you know let's go let's go or something to Sam uh you know it's like Dean's line I can't remember exactly but Jensen was like I'm hot I'm hot let's go because Jared was fighting him so hard that they stayed in the room a little too long (laughs) (laughs) they're like (laughs) Rob and Rich were like and then you were like "Mm, maybe we'll get two seasons maybe my eyebrows will grow back by then It's so good. It's a really good podcast. I highly recommend you guys go check it out. Um, I'm very excited to listen to Dead in the Water because they talk with Robert Singer, the producer, and Amy Acker, who plays Lucas's mom. Mm-hmm. She's the like the love interest lady in the, that episode, and I love Amy Acker so much. <laughs> She's so good. But I've mentioned it to my friends, and I was like, have I mentioned how much I enjoy the fact that both halves of one of my favorite non-Supernatural ships are in the first three episodes of Supernatural? Because we have Samir, <laughs> or we have um, Sarah Shahi in the pilot, and Amy Acker in the, the, um, the third episode. And they play um, Root and Samin in person of interest i think i've talked about this and those two have a thing <laughs> uh, yeah i remember you talking yeah, about that it's really good i'm off topic okay yeah dean digs himself out of a hole in the ground he merges into a field that is a, it's a field now but it was once a forest <laughs> there are trees that they've just fallen just radiating out from his grave i really love this above shot that we get um where you can see the circle the like impact of his return to life it's crazy this will be one of many of dean's what the fuck moments this oh yeah i think this is like top five <laughs> for sure of like the entire show is <laughs> waking up in a, just in a coffin after you and digging himself hell. out of the ground and finding a what can only be like interpreted as like a, almost a crash site yeah. Without a, a, a like a bomb went without off. Without a um, crater. A, like you see, like the footage of like an avalanche or a mudslide after it kind of yeah. looks like that too, where yeah. all the trees are just. There's just there was a shockwave. Sh- like stripped. Yeah. And it's just collapsed. a shockwave. Something really powerful. But yeah, it's a um, really good shot. So you can tell it's like hot outside. He's like walking to a gas station. We get the like wavy heat lines. Yeah. <laughs> He, like, takes off his flannel, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, He's, like, wearing it around his waist. It's a closed gas station, so he breaks in. Um, he starts, you know, 
eating drinks and eating drinks. <laughs> <laughs> drinking drinks. Drinking water. <laughs> You're chugging some water. Um, I'm sure he's very thirsty after being oh, dead I'm for four sure. months. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum dehydration there, And buddy. it's coming from hell, you know? Yeah. It's probably hot there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he, like, finds a newspaper and sees that it's September... Um, for reference, he died at the beginning of May. Yeah. So. Um, so he goes to the bathroom and cleans up a little, and, like, he's checking for signs of the hellhound attack, and he finds that he's healed completely, and there's no scars or anything. Mm-hmm. I think he'll mention, I don't know if it's this episode or a future episode, but he mentions that he literally, like, it's not even just no hellhound scars, it's no scars. None of his previous injuries that he got mm. from hunting... He has zero scars. He's, like, brand new. He's <laughs> like he's been birthed again. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, smooth as a baby's butt. <laughs> Except, however, he does find one Except raised this. red handprint on his shoulder. Yeah. Which is another what the fuck moment. <laughs> yeah, another, another what the fuck moment. There's a long list of them in this episode. Um, it appears to have been burned into his skin, and it's still a little bit tender. Yeah, he, like, hisses when he sees it. Um, so Dean's, like, grabbing a bag full of stuff to take with him, like some water, some protein bars, and of course a copy of Busty Asian Beauties. <laughs> he may have been spent the last four months in hell, but he's still Dean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he goes to, um, get into the cash register. Um, and then as he's going through the drawer, the TV and radio start freaking out and, like, playing this, that, you know, radio fuzz. Oh, yeah sound yeah that like in between channels fuzz so dean thinks it could be a demon so he starts pouring salt along the windows and doors until he gets like like overwhelmed by this piercing loud sound comes in and then fades out again and it's almost like because he he tells bobby later that something blew by him and that's kind of what it sounds like yeah is that this whatever this thing is is it came in and it passed right by like but actually it's Cass being like hello <laughs> oops <laughs> Like it's so loud it shatters all the glass in the building. Yeah, yeah. This is what the fat lady in Harry Potter wishes she could do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dean goes to a payphone and tries to call Sam, but the number's out of service, so he calls Bobby instead. And he's like, Bobby, it's me. <laughs> Who's me? <laughs> and Bobby hangs up. <laughs> Dean, click. <laughs> He tries again, and Bobby threatens to kill him if he calls again. Um, Uh. (laughs) And so Dean is frustrated, and Lee looks, and he finds an old car, and then he hotwires it and takes off. Yeah. Uh, This car looks like it's been sitting there longer than (laughs) Dean's been alive. Like, how the hell is it working? It's probably not been sitting there that long, but it definitely looks a bit abandoned. Um, The fact that he even, like, functions is a miracle. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we cut to Bobby's house. They do this kind of cool shot where you're, like, at a very low angle, like, below Bobby's waist angle. Like, you're, like, down by his legs. Uh-huh. Looking up as he opens the door. So we get this front, like, really from below shot of Dean on Bobby's doorstep. Uh, Bobby rightfully assumes that Dean is either a shapeshifter or a revenant. 
He tries to attack him with a silver knife. Uh, Dean wrestles the knife away, and he cuts himself with it. Bobby's like, holy shit. Uh, he hugs Dean, and then as soon as he pulls away, <laughs> he throws holy water in his face. Um, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but the holy water in moments like this one, where it's like splashed on their skin and you have to like see it on camera, it's not just straight water. It is water mixed with lube, so it shows up. <laughs> Which just makes Which Dean's fun face even your face. funnier. Because I feel like it's partially at least Jensen being like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That stuff. We're back. Yeah. Um, Bobby's like, sorry, can't be too careful. Uh, he finally believes that this is in fact Dean. Um, but of course, this doesn't make any sense. Because um, Dean was torn to shreds. And he's been in the ground for four months. He shouldn't look like totally fine um dean's like yeah i don't know it's weird and he asks where sam is um bobby reveals that he hasn't talked to sam in months um and dean's like what the hell and bobby's like look (laughs) you died and it hasn't exactly been a party (laughs) uh and he hasn't actually even seen sam since they had dean's funeral um, hi, baby. She panting? Yeah, she's panting. You hi. Hi, are you, you a little warm? Should we take your sweater off? Okay. <laughs> Reach for the sky. <laughs> Naked wow. puppy. Oh, yeah, I knew that was coming. Naked puppy. Oh, wow. Naked dad. I haven't seen your white fur in a long time. <laughs> we really should take our sweaters off more often. It's okay. It's been cold. I know, it's been a little chilly. Um, where was I? Oh, Dean is like, yeah, about the whole burying me thing, why didn't you burn my body? Like, that's, as we know, that's kind of traditional for hunters, uh, the whole, like, no ghost thing. Well, no, it's... Oh, the ghost thing. The ghost thing. Um, and Bobby's like, Sam wouldn't let me. Uh, he insisted that when Dean came back, he was gonna need his body. And Dean's like, you know what? I'm glad he won that argument. (laughs) Uh, and he's like, I would have done the same thing, but he is very worried. He tells Bobby about the fallen trees at his gravesite and the whatever the fuck <laughs> he encountered at the gas station. Um, and the, he sh- then he shows him the handprint on his shoulder. Uh, Bobby is rightfully very freaked out. They decide uh, that it's probably a mark from whatever pulled Dean out of hell. Um, and they assume that this was probably a demon. And uh, logically, the conclusion they come to is that the only reason a demon would do that is to keep up its end of a bargain. Uh, this is where Sam or Dean really pulls out his knowledge of his little brother. Um, he calls the phone company that they like get their phones through, um, and he uh, tracks Sam using the GPS. Um, he knows what alias Sam would go by. And they find he is in Pontiac, Illinois, which is right by where Dean was buried. Did we... I don't remember if it was this episode or a past one where what alias Sam was using. Did they say it in this one? I think it's... Was it the Star Wars reference? I can't um, remember. This one... I think this one is a Star Wars reference. Is it the Wedge Antilles? <laughs> yes. Wedge Antilles. Yeah. I think this is. Um... 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a reference to Wedge Antilles, who is, can you explain? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, he was just part of the Rebellion, one of the X-Men uh, yeah. fighters. Yeah. But, fun fact, he is played by Ewan McGregor's uncle in real life. Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> we Googled that last time. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. That's cool. Um, something, it doesn't come up in this episode, but I think it's come up either in a past episode or one in the future, maybe it'll get mentioned. Because, like, Sam, or Bobby and Dean go right to Sam's motel room. Thanks, Chloe. Um, and I don't know if it's been mentioned before how they know what hotel to go to, but it's like the specific, like you go to the yellow pages and you go to motels for that town and it's like X number down or something like that. Um, I think it's like first on the list or second on the list or something. And then they always go for like a corner room. Uh-huh. Um, so they don't explain that in this episode, but that can you choose your room when you book into a hotel? That you could ask for a, a room in a specific place, hmm. a I specific position in the building. You can be like, "Can I have a corner room? You know, or can I have a room by the pool? Can I have a room overlooking the parking lot? You know, give me a room with a view." <laughs> <laughs> All right, your turn. Here, I'm gonna scroll. My heel. Um, so Bobby and Dean get to Sam's hotel room, um, and they knock on the door, and the door is answered by a scantily clad girl who they assume is... Who assumes the, that they are. Well, they probably assume she's a lady of they the They think night. they're in the wrong room for a minute. <laughs> and she assumes they're the pizza guy. <laughs> yeah. Which is when Sam appears. Sam comes around the corner, and... Um, it reacts pretty much the same way Dean did. <laughs> or or Dean Bobby, Bobby did. did. I'm getting all the name mixed up tonight, too. Uh, um, he, like, attacks Dean. And Bobby's like, hey, I've... <laughs> did all I've the already tests. did all this. It's actually him. And um, then Sam's finally convinced. And then they share a brother hug. Yeah. Do you want to read that part? <laughs> My all caps comment. <laughs> Sam got huge <laughs> I can't even imagine what it have been like cause like it was jarring for me I remember watching this for the first time like I came out out of season 3 and like Sam is not a small man by any sense of the word like Jared is a big guy and he was still growing a little bit at the beginning of season or at the beginning of season 1 I think cause he has definitely gotten taller <laughs> um, but he was like fit but like like a relatively normal amount of fit for his long lean body type jared is the kind of guy who like he just is tall and skinny he's just a beanpole man (laughs) he has the scrawniest legs (laughs) he obviously like works out and his legs are muscular and strong but he's just a scrawny man you know you like look at him like in like Gilmore Girls and he's like a little baby. He's kind of got like the runner's body. <laughs> yeah, very thing. much. And he does run a lot. Um, but I don't know what the fuck Jared was doing in between <laughs> season three and season four, but he like doubled in I think size. We, we talked about this in the episode that got deleted. Was that intentional? Do you think? That, yeah, I think this was a question episode? we asked. Was did they do this on purpose? Like did they say 
Jared, Jared, you need to bulk up need, for season four. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is a thought that I brought up. Is and that you, pertinent to the plot at all? This is... I am wondering if it's like a sign of what we will learn is going on later. If okay. it's... Like, when once we get to the reveal of what I'm thinking this could potentially be, like, linked to... Uh-huh. Um... I will let you know. Okay. <laughs> but. As far as you know, I, they haven't mentioned that. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever, like, no one cast or writer or producers has flat out said, yeah, we told Jared to bulk up like hell between seasons. <laughs> Did it, um, does anyone even mention that in the interview? Like, I he got really huge all anything. of a sudden. <laughs> no, not that I'm aware of. If any of you guys know of anything where it's mentioned, whether or not the where they're not Kripke was like, okay, you, your job during this break is to work out like hell. <laughs> we want you to look like you maybe took steroids. <laughs> uh, like you're going to yeah, be cast in the new massive. Marvel movie. <laughs> oh yeah. And the t-shirt he's wearing is like kind of tight across his chest and it looks real good. It's not quite as painted on as his Friday the 13th look, which I was recently reminded of because it was Friday the 13th. It was. This last Friday. And so one of my friends was like, have a Jared gift because he's in the 20 or the 2009 um, Friday the 13th remake. And they literally, I swear to God, they painted his t-shirt on for that movie. It's so tight. (laughs) (laughs) It looks really good. Um, but yeah, so the boys have a tearful reunion. Sam is gigantic. <laughs> and the girl asks whether the boys are like together. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. <laughs> but Sam tells her that they are brothers. Uh, yeah. Um, the girl says she should probably leave then, and Sam agrees. And then... We are brushing over this girl. <laughs> She'll make another appearance. She'll come, she comes back. I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know she comes back. And you know how much I feel. Thanks. They have an awkward moment. She leaves because she's like, he's like, call me. And she, he's like, okay. Sure thing, Chris, Chrissy or Christy. And she's like, it's Chrissy or something like that. Like gets her name wrong. And he's like, yeah. Which knowing about her later is really funny. That it's they like so funny. put effort into that. So funny. The improv. Um... I do not know if I have a spreadsheet for the number of times the boys are mistaken to be a, for a couple. Oh, no, I think I do. I think I remember the first time. Jesus fucking Christ, Chloe, what are you doing? She's itching. Oh, my God. Um, I think I remember the first time we recorded being like, do I have a spreadsheet and making one <laughs> for the number of times the boys are it's mistaken for a couple? five, I'm going to say. I don't know. I'm trying to think. We have twice in Bugs because um, there's the, like, developer guy and then there's the like lady who works for him mm-hmm. um the kid in something wicked i think it's funny again knowing who this girl is that she made that remark to us <laughs> it's pretty great she knows that they're um, not together yeah <laughs> she knows um, that they're brother <laughs> i think this is the fifth time i think you're right because the only other instance i can think of so we have twice in bugs the kid from something wicked um and um playthings with the hotel one with the d- creepy dolls when the lady thinks oh, they're yeah. antiquers 
Anytime they share a hotel room. Which, okay, now I have two... I still don't did you know the, why antiquers equals gay, but literally... Did you still do the, the one with the kid in the hotel room? Yeah, that was okay. something wicked. Yeah. Um, I was literally in... Um, obsessed with Disappeared. In one of the episodes I listened to... Was it today? Was it yesterday? There, this guy went missing. His truck was left like near an antique store that I guess that he liked to go to. And Patrick, the gay host, was like, he liked to go antiquing. He had like his <laughs> boyfriend on the weekends like made a gay joke about it. And I was like, what? That <laughs> makes antiquers gay. I don't know. I don't get it. And I've never Googled it. And at this point, I'm a little too lazy to. <laughs> But apparently antiquers are gay. But yeah, this is the fifth that I can think of off the top of my head. The fifth time they are mistaken or mistaken with quotation marks around it because who <laughs> she is as a couple, you know? Or yeah. like there's a joke at least about them being a couple. Um, so yeah. Uh, this is where, um, so girl's gone. Uh, they're kind of settled in the motel room a little bit. And Dean asks Sam what it cost. Um, Sam's like... Wait, a girl? They, both, they both assume that Sam Yeah, they think somehow. that Sam did something because Sam Bobby specifically said, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, Dean and Bobby think Sam did something because Sam specifically was like, no, we are not burning Dean's body because when I get Dean back, he's going to need it. Which is so, good that he said that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like Cass could have put him back together, but. I don't know. It probably made his big cast his jobbies. I don't know the, the extent of angel powers in yeah. this universe. <laughs> um, but so Dean asks Sam what it cost. Sam's like, the girl? I don't pay for sex, Dean. Like, no. And Dean's like, no, bringing me back from hell. And he like gets in Sam's face about this. He's kind of aggressive about it. Um, and Sam's like, I didn't do it. Um, and he like gets a little emotional here he's like i wish it was me that saved you dean he talks that he tried everything for four months that everything he could think of to get dean back and he couldn't do it no demon would deal he couldn't find a spell uh, anything um and it's clear that he is that this is something that's really been weighing on him that he hasn't been able to save dean um and dean can obviously see it written all over Sam's face because it's very obvious and he like backs off and he's like okay it's okay like I believe you um but this leaves a very big question which I think Bobby brings up uh which is what if Sam didn't do it what got Dean out of hell mm -hmm. and why <laughs> yeah yeah um so Dean asks Sam why he is in Illinois um Sam's like I was following some demons um, I figured Lilith could maybe be around, um, that he was down in Tennessee and they suddenly hung a left and ended up in Illinois. And so he was like, maybe, De maybe Lilith's around and he wanted to get some revenge. Um, and Bobby is like, well, no demon will get Dean out of hell just for the fun of it. Um, so he wants to go see a psychic, um, to try and find out what happened and how Dean got out. Um... And then hopefully they can find out what this is going to cost them. Um, oh, and this is where Sam reveals that he's been wearing Dean's amulet, which you can actually see in the shot where Bobby is like holding Sam back when Dean, when they first get to the hotel room, you can see there's like a cord around Sam's neck. It's Dean's amulet. Um, 
So he returns it to Dean. Um, and he asks him what hell was like, and Dean's like, I don't remember. Um, but then when he's alone in the bathroom, we see some flashes, like close-up flashes with red lighting, just like the ones that we opened the episode with. So, someone does remember. <laughs> All right. Um, so, on the road, Dean... No, you're missing a part. What? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they go out to uh, the car. The um, Impala. The Impala. And Dean's <laughs> like, how could I forget? <laughs> so they go to <laughs> sit down, and then um, you, you just zoom into Sam's like old school iPod dock. It's like an iPod shuffle at a dock. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's like, what the heck? Dean's like, what is that? Don't do that. Sam's like, I thought it was was my my car. car. Dean's like, I told you to take care of her, not douche her up. Um, He like turns the car on and a song comes on. And this is actually um, a song by Jason Manns, who is a good buddy of Denson's. Um, If you follow the Supernatural convention circuit at all, you probably have encountered him because he kind of is one of the guys who kind of emcees the conventions. I think Rob and Rich are like the main guys. When Rob and Rich are busy, J- Jason comes in and takes over. So, like, when I was at Vegas Con, he did the um, Supernatural trivia, mm. which I answered a question correctly because I took a wild guess. <laughs> and Colorado was correct. <laughs> but yeah, so that's who that song that plays when Dean turns the car on. The song on Sam's iPod before Dean rips it out and tosses it in the back seat. It's by Jason Mans. So it's a little Easter egg. So on the road, um, Dean starts asking Sam about how he survived when Dean got sent to hell since Lilith was trying to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Sam explains what happened, that she tried to kill him, but it didn't work on him. And he was somehow immune to her powers. Yeah. Um, Sam explains that we're, they were both shocked and she vanished pretty quickly after she um, failed to kill him. Yeah. So Dean asks about Ruby's whereabouts and Sam replies that she's either dead or back in hell. Um, Dean asks him now if he, he knows that what? Dean uh, asks him if now that he knows he has got immunity... Um, or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> has, has he been using more of his freaky ESP stuff? Be a little stuff? louder or leaning closer, baby. Sorry. You're like leaned way far back and the microphone's not picking up as well. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sam says he's not been using his powers, saying that he honored Dean's wish because he said it was practically your dying wish that he didn't do that. And Dean doesn't look completely convinced, but wants it to stay that way yeah um so bobby and the boys arrive at the house of one pamela barnes who is an old friend of bobby's um and he he called ahead and asked her to do a little dig in she said she is not getting anything from any of the spirits so she wants to do a seance to try and get a sneak peek at whatever it is they're dealing with um she like to the boys dean um she's like getting something from a shelf so she's like crouched down in her like shirt 
it's like mid late 2000s so low riding jeans were still kind of a thing <laughs> um her shirt's ridden up and her jeans are riding down you can see that she has jesse on her lower back dean asks who jesse was or it's jesse forever something like that and he, dean asks who that who jesse was who jesse is and she's like well it wasn't forever i could tell you that <laughs> <laughs> and he's like uh, his loss and she's like it might be your gain <laughs> and dean's like oh like he gets excited about that and sam's like she is going to eat you up <laughs> like sam's okay sam's face through this entire interaction some of my absolute favorite facial expressions that anyone will ever make on this show it's so funny he is just living for this and he especially enjoys it when pamela comes over and goes you're invited too grumpy (laughs) sam's like oh the hot lady just invited us to have a threesome and dean's like you are not invited but (laughs) it's the best i love this little moment this little interaction uh pamela is the greatest <laughs> i adore her she comes back i feel sorry we'll, for her we'll meet her again she doesn't lose her sass at all she's <laughs> oh, great sure. she's so great um yeah so they settle around a table um pamela starts this this seance um she touches the handprint on dean's shoulder and conjures a being called castiel who is apparently the one that rescued dean um she says this, this being is warning her to turn back um, she's like, I don't scare easy. Like, things are getting a little bit crazy. Um, and Bobby's like, maybe we should back off. And Pamela's like, no, I've almost got it. And then suddenly the candles, like, the flames shoot like three feet in the air. And Pamela screams. And we get a, fa- a quick shot. And you just see her, like, her eyes fly open. And there's just flames in her eye sockets. And then before she crumples to the floor. Um, and her eyes have been burnt out, which is disgusting. So gross, but very well done. Um, we cut to later. Yeah, we cut to later at a diner. Sam is ending a call with Bobby, letting them know that Pamela is out of the ICU. Um, it's gonna be fine. Dean laments that it's their fault that she's blind. <laughs> and they but debate about what to do next. Um, so Dean suggests that they summon Castiel and work him over. <laughs> Good luck like, that one, That's Dean. a bad idea, because she got one peek at him, and her eyes have burned out. <laughs> yeah. So a face-to-face um, interaction is probably a bad idea. And Dean's like, well, do you have a better idea? Yeah. Um, Sam suggests that they should find the demon in town that he followed and find out about what they know. And just then, the, their waitress sits down beside them and reveals herself and the other people in the diner to be demons. Yep. And the ones that Sam was She was like, heard you talking about me. My ears were burning. <laughs> uh, she calls Dean by name. Uh, she threatens to drag him back to hell because he's being a smartass. Um, she says something like, what makes you so special? And he goes, I like to think it's because of my perky nipples. <laughs> which I const- I always forget that that's the context of the perky nipples line. <laughs> I think I make a perky nipples joke regularly because I think it's funny, but I totally forgot this is where that line originated from. Um, but so she, this waitress or this demon is putting on a tough game. Um, she's got an attitude and Dean is not falling for it. He knows something real big wants him out of hell. Neither of them know what that is. So there's no way that a common little demon like her would lay a finger on him um 
and I don't. This isn't my favoriteest. They have it here. He slaps her twice, which just feels bad. Yeah. To me, like yes, well, she's a, my favorite. She's a demon, but like just because she's a demon doesn't mean you can hit a. I don't know. I don't. I don't the like vessel's it. Vessel's still there. Yeah, I don't like it. But um, Dean hits her, and she does nothing, which confirms his suspicions. Um, the demons all back off. Dean pays for the pie that he didn't get to eat, um, and they head out. Sam wants to kill the demons, but Dean's like, "Look, that place is full of them. We have one demon knife." Uh, Sam's like, "I've been. I've killed a lot more demons than that." And Dean's like, "Nope." We are not dealing with this right now. We've got bigger fish to fry. So, and now we are going to be, later that night, we're going to kind of cut back and forth. So, Haley is going to take over Sam, and I'll take over Dean and Bobby. But yeah. So later that night, Sam sneaks out of the hotel room after Dean falls asleep. Um... Dean wakes up when the TV switches on and does that staticky thing like he did at the gas station. She's sitting on the couch. What do you need? No. Well, there. Did you lose something? Come here. Come here. I don't know what she wants. I think she's buried something in the couch and can't get it out again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is why you were Chloe interruptions. This yeah, is this why is why you, you got sick. kidnapped the first time. Has she buried something in the couch? No. What is? Are you sure? Hi, welcome back. Hello, little floofy paws. Little floofy paws. How you doing? Nice to meet no you. No barking. No. <laughs> that face. <laughs> Scolding her and her eyes are huge. <laughs> Just the blank look. <laughs> Zero. It's all floof up there. All floof. Okay. No brain cells. Just floof. All right. So Dean arms himself and then he gets that loud piercing sound that you heard at the gas station and it gets louder and louder until he like crouches on the floor trying to protect his ears. Yeah. And then he he's like trying to defend himself, but he's also trying to protect his ears. Yeah. And he just ends up curled up in a ball on the floor. So like all the mirrors start cracking and he runs out of there just as Bobby bursts in. Yeah, he's like all the glass in the room is shattering. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of really well done. This is one of those classic motels that they go to where there's mirrors on the ceiling, but there's like big beams in between the mirrors. Um, and he manages to get himself underneath one of those beams kind of. Right before one of the mirrors just crashes to the floor. Cass isn't very good at communicating. He's really sucking at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we cut to Dean and Bobby on the road. Dean calls Sam. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Sam's like, I wanted a burger. I couldn't sleep. But we can see that he's actually surveilling the diner. Um, all the lights are off there, but he's uh, keeping an eye on it. He asks what Dean's doing. And Dean's like, Bobby's back. We're going to go get some beers. Y'all are off to a great start this season. You're already lying to each other. <laughs> Love it. Um, Dean, so they're, they they hang up. Uh, and Dean, uh, he wants to summon this being, um, whatever it is that's haunting him, basically. He's like, we have the demon knife. We have Bobby's arsenal. 
do you have a better plan? And Bobby's like, we could choose life. <laughs> um, but Dean is very insistent. So, cut back to the diner. So, Dan... Damn. <laughs> Buddy, Sam and Dean. Damn. This is our new ship name. Damn. I mean, it works. It's good. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That's like going to be our title. Take two. Damn. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, Sam goes back inside the diner and finds that the demon vessels are lying dead with their eyes burned out. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the demon waitress. But the I guess the demon waitress is still alive and she ta- attacks Sam, but her eyes are still gone as well. Still gone. Also gone. <laughs> Still gone. That makes it sound like they were there and then they left and they were supposed to come back at some point. Her eyes are also gone. Jesus, late. It's 2.30. <laughs> and she screams that everyone is going to die. Sam asks her what she saw, but the demon refuses to answer. So knowing he's not going to get anywhere, Sam does a new party trick that we haven't seen before. Yeah. So he lifts his hand and silently exercises the demon. And as he finishes, the girl who was in the hotel room earlier enters. She's like doing like a slow clap. She's all... Earlier, <laughs> she was just in like a tank top and some like boxer shorts. Uh-huh. Um, and now she's like wearing like jeans and a leather jacket. And she's looking hot. I mean, she's always looking hot. Because this is Genevieve Padalecki. <laughs> I mean, she was Genevieve Cortez back then. But now she is Genevieve Padalecki. <laughs> and we learn it's Ruby in a new body. Yes. This is Ruby 2.0. I'm still going to miss... Um, yeah, you're going to miss Miss Katie Cassidy. That's her name, yeah. Katie oh, yeah. Cassidy. But I love what Genevieve does with Ruby. Like, but, yeah, I'm excited Ruby's to see. story goes. She's, she is fabulous. Um, so she's seen... So she and Sam wow. um, sit down at like a booth and talk about they had to put on an act when Dan, Dan, oh my God, <laughs> Dean and Bobby. I was trying to say Dean and, so it came out as Dan. <laughs> Instead of Sam and Dean, it's damn. <laughs> damn. That's a running joke of the conventions is Sam and Dean. If you say it fast enough it sounds like salmon dean like salmon dean salmon dean he's a bow-legged fish he wears flannels <laughs> his name's salmon dean <laughs> jared and jetson came up with that one That's funny. i love salmon dean <laughs> i have to say it in that voice too i have to say it with a little accent okay so, dean and bobby <laughs> yeah talk about they had to put on an act and act like she was just some girl he had picked up um, they talk about how Dean could have come back. Sam demands that she tell him what's going on, but Ruby doesn't know. Or at least she claims she doesn't know. Yeah, this is a good moment. I like this line, and she... I don't think... We've lost our Wi-Fi all of a sudden. What? Really? Yeah. Um... Let's see, where's quotes? Go down further. No, this is the quotes. I don't. I don't know if I can find the exact quote, especially since we seem to not have Wi-Fi for some fucking reason. What is happening? 
Yeah, you're great. <laughs> Members only. Let's be honest. Ashhole. Nard dog. <laughs> Trojan horse. We will rock you. <laughs> bye bye. What is this one? Boon Geoping. <laughs> Crosh. <laughs> Cyclones. El Apartmento. <laughs> I don't know what happened to our Wi Fi, so that's fun. But yeah, Ruby has this great line about how, like, she's like, no demon has the power to pull a human soul out of hell and put it back in its body. Like, whatever this is, it's cosmic. Like, you can clearly tell from her reaction to what's happened um, that this is big. Yeah. This is big, big. Um, so they're just building it up. We're just all the anticipation for a nerd in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> a little baby. Um, meanwhile, Dean and Bobby have found a barn, uh, and they are gearing up for a summoning ritual. They have decked this barn out in every protection sigil ever known to man. Somehow they have gotten to the ceiling. I do not know how they have managed this. Bobby must have, like, a ladder in his trunk or something. Bobby has a TARDIS trunk. A Mary Poppins bag of trunks. I don't know. They, they've... Every single symbol and... Yeah, it's, like, covered. Trap and protection and whatever they can think of. They have spray-painted all over the walls of this barn. Uh, Bobby uh, has consistently declared this to be a bad idea uh but dean is not backing down and he gets bobby to start the summoning and then we go back to the diner um sam and ruby talk about what they're going to say to dean about what they've been doing the last few months um sam says that he will tell dean about what he's been doing but he needs to figure out the right way to tell him Mm-hmm. She points out that he is going to find out, and if he doesn't hear it from Sam, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she is not wrong. And Sam's like, he's going to be pissed anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. It's trying. We're connected, but with no internet. My phone is connected and seems to be acting fine. Mine isn't. No, it is. Never mind. Okay, so the Wi Fi is slowly coming back on. Okay. Um, Very weird. Very weird, huh, Flu? Sam makes a remark that Dean is so hard-headed about the psychic thing, and he'll try to stop him. But Sam believes his powers are saving humans, and he feels good about what he's doing. And though he doesn't completely trust Ruby, um, he does tell her that he doesn't trust her. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) I don't trust you. (laughs) But... But they decide to keep doing what yeah. they're doing. Mm-hmm. Sam is very fueled by trying to use his powers for good. Yep. Extremely is a big part of his motivation for this season. It's like, if I keep doing good, then that'll make exactly. me good. Exactly. Exactly. Sam is very much a... Um, like, he... It's ever since he found out about the demon blood, and this is obviously something we've talked about a couple of times, is he believes that there is something evil inside of him. Especially, like, when Dean told him what their dad said, yeah, too. Yeah, there's that. And then there was also all of the, ye- the yellow-eyed demons, the special kids. Yeah. I almost just called them the yellow kids, which <laughs> yeah. sounds bad. <laughs> um, um, all of the, the special kids, like, dying or 
turning into killers. Um, and he's been very, very stressed about that since the beginning of season two, basically. Um, that, like, he feels there's something fundamentally wrong with him. Yeah. And so he just wants to be good. And he's going to be good by doing good. Even if maybe his methods are questionable. Chloe. <laughs> are you uncomfortable? Make up your mind. I love when she sits up like that. <laughs> so cute. Just sit down. Just be comfy. All right. Oh, um, you're so needy tonight. Because she's lonely. Because we've been working. Lonely. She's been with us all day. She's been with you all day. I don't know. But, okay. So, back at the barn. Um, Bobby has completed this summoning ritual. They're waiting. Just hanging out in silence. Dean's like, did you do it right? <laughs> Which is like the hunter equivalent of are we there yet, I think. <laughs> At least kind of the energy of it is. Because Bobby just kind of looks at it. Bobby's like... Don't ask me that question. Um, then the roof starts rattling. Um, I always thought that this was like wind outside, but I don't know. Maybe it's just the building shaking. Was that his? Is it his wings? I think it's just his power. <laughs> or that. <laughs> I don't know. The sheer force of an angel coming into land. Um, light bulbs start bursting. Um, the barn doors open and. I love, this is, like, top three character entrances. It's um, a very good entrance. My number one character entrance will always, always, always be Death. I cannot wait for that. I'm so excited. Death is the best, which <laughs> sounds like a weird thing to say. Woo, we're back online. Yay, Wi-Fi. Um, but Death Weezy. is fantastic. Um, but Cass is right up there. Cass's character entrance is so good. They get, like, the way the shot starts with his shadow and then moves up as he walks into the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, light bulbs are exploding overhead, and there are sparks raining down on him. These are actual sparks. These are not special effects. <laughs> they kept having to like wet down Misha's hair and shoulders because there were concerns about him catching on fire. <laughs> he walks. What you want to hear is a new actor. Oh yeah! Tradition. Oh yeah! I'm sure. He walks right over the devil's trap. Um, Bobby and Dean load him up with rock salt, and he doesn't even flinch. Um, and as he gets close, but, uh, Dean asks who he is, and this stranger says, I'm the one who gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. And Dean goes, thanks for that, and then stabs him <laughs> with the demon knife. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and literally, I love the way Cass reacts, and he just like looks at it like, hmm, that's annoying and pulls it out <laughs> um bobby comes in with i think a crowbar or a pipe or something um, don't know where he pulled that from somewhere uh i guess it was in the barn <laughs> yeah and i love how smooth this is yeah. um which is really funny considering they regularly joke about how or have joked about how misha didn't know how to punch when he first came on the show <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he does this real smooth thing where he grabs Bobby's arm, like the closest, Bobby's closest arm, um, and then push, puts two fingers to his forehead, and Bobby just drops like a <laughs> bag of rocks. Um, uh, yeah, 
so he needs to talk t- to Dean. Um, this is where we get like the voice reveal. Really, is in this scene, and more Misha's poor vocal cords. <laughs> so, some fun facts about Castiel. Misha originally auditioned, and was told this was the role of a demon. Um, they were labeling these this audition as a demon character in order to hide the big angel reveal, especially because Kripke told said for like the first like three years of the show that they were never gonna do angels, <laughs> and then they went and did angels. <laughs> um, he so he came in for this and read for this role and he was playing it as a demon and they were like okay that's cool I play it as an angel and he was like excuse me <laughs> um, he was originally supposed to be in three episodes not over a hundred uh, which is part of why I think why he made the vocal choice that he did uh, this is also kind of the similar reasoning to Jensen's own vocal choice which is actually something they talked about in um, the then and now podcast um, in the the coverage of um, Wendigo, they talk about how that's that's the episode where you get the Dean voice for the first time. You don't really get it in the first episode, which I hadn't actually really noticed. Um, but that was because Jensen explained that he hadn't actually seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan's portrayal of John yet, mm-hmm. and so he they were still kind of discovering the characters, and he realized that Dean. And this is something he's talked about before. But he he was he made a conscious character decision. He was like Dean idolizes his father, and that I think would include trying to imitate his voice. Hmm. And so he his Dean voice is a little bit lower than his Jensen voice. And then as his normal voice continues to drop throughout the seasons, it means Dean's voice also continues to <laughs> drop throughout the seasons, which is just great. But. Jared was like, I want to see an MRI of Jensen's vocal cords before and after Dean. <laughs> so Dean and or both Jensen and Misha fucked themselves over with the voice for this show because neither of them, I think, were expecting to go nearly as long. Yeah. I mean, no one could have planned for 15 seasons from day one. Yeah. No way. Absolutely not. I mean, Jensen was like, look at three seasons, maybe four. Like... The original storyline is five, right? Um, we don't really know. That's just where Kripke stopped. That was what Kripke had planned. He planned five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they renewed for six, and Kripke was, like, leaving the show, so they gave it... He was only over. on for five, then? But yeah, Kripke okay. was only showrunner for five. Um, Did he stay on as, like, a producer or anything? No, I think he gets, like, creator royalty rights and stuff but he yeah so um but yeah poor misha's vocal cords (laughs) that is the moral of that story um this this man reveals that he is castiel he says he is an angel of the lord dean is like yeah right um cast is like you have no faith Uh, and he does this cool shadow thing um, to reveal a pair of wings, which is very badass. Um, and Dean, like, scolds him for burning Pam's eyes out, and Cass is like, hey, I-, I warned her. <laughs> um, my true form can be overwhelming for humans. And then he's like, I also tried to talk to you twice. And <laughs> Dean's like, oh, that's what that was? You should turn down the volume. <laughs> and Cass, the way Cass is like, 
Yeah. <laughs> His little like ashamed look. Oh, no, it's so it's cute. So cute. <laughs> oh my god. Misha made a lot of choices with Castiel because mm-hmm. he is the first interaction with angels that we get. Yeah. Misha makes a lot of choices with Cass. Um, Cass is very awkward. He talks in a slightly strange manner. He is he like awkward among angels too? Yes. Oh. He is just awkward. He's just a like, little awkward bean. He is, which is, I think, part of why people like him so much. At least it's part of why I like him so much, is that he's just Cass, you know? So, yeah, Misha made a lot of choices for Castiel as being, like, the introduction to angels. And then the other angels come in, and they made different choices. And he was like, oh. <laughs> so, but yeah, um... Dean Cass thought that um, Dean would be able to hear his voice, his his um, his true voice, since some people can. Turns out Dean can't do that, so Cass has taken control of a vessel, which he explains is a willing human host who wanted to serve heaven. He's like he prayed for this. <laughs> he literally asked for this. Yeah, yeah. Dean's like. Sure. He does. I think he's still pretty skeptical. Um, and this is where we get a very important moment for Dean. Um, and Dean asks, why would an angel rescue me from hell? And Cass is like, good things do happen. And Dean's like, yeah, not in my experience. Um, and Cass just looks at Dean and he does the little hits. This is like with a, one of the earliest, I think the earliest headcock we get. Cass does this thing and he looks like a puppy. <laughs> He, like, t- tips his head just slightly, and he says, you don't think you deserve to be saved. Um, and Dean's like, why did you do it? And this is where Cass says um, that it was God's command that God has work for Dean to do. Do you remember in Faith, mm-hmm. episode of the Faith Healer, Dean goes to Roy after he gets healed, mm-hmm. and he asks Roy, why did you choose me? Do you remember what Roy says? Pretty much the same thing, right? That God has work for Dean to do. I don't... I sincerely doubt that Kripke had this planned (laughs) at that moment. But Kripke has a weird mind (laughs) that can just hold everything in it. Uh, And so I'm sure when he got to this moment, he was like, Ah! (laughs) I have... A small throwback, a small thing that ties in stuff, and I I hadn't really realized it until this watch through that they did that. Um, this episode was written by Eric Kripke and directed by Kim Manners, which is, explains why it's so fucking good. Um, but that God has work for you to do, the way they brought that back around. Mm-hmm. Genius, genius. So in this episode, we have Sam. I assume we'll find that out this season? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, We are laying the groundwork for the next 21 episodes. So actually the next 43 episodes, because I think season five should be included. One season kind of focuses on one of the boys more than the other. Does this one focus on one more than the other? Or is it kind of even? I think it's kind of even. Um, in some ways it may be a little bit more Dean have No, I think it's pretty even, actually. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, we are laying the the foundations in this these this scene. Ruby, Sam and Ruby, Dean and Cass. We are laying the foundations for the ways the brothers are going to go. They're both have little secrets. Exactly. Except Dean's secret at least isn't gonna last him very long. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the is next it, episode is like starts all on the rope. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the next episode starts with Dean explaining it to Sam. <laughs> so um but yeah. So we have Sam doing something questionable with good intentions, and we have Dean who is extremely skeptical of this entire mess, which is fair. <laughs> who doesn't believe that he uh, is worthy of being saved from hell. Yeah. So. Yeah. What a what a way to start a season, huh? It's a good opener. It's a really good opener. I have no idea. Good thing it was not last what season that our um, episode deleted. We would have had to do the seven deadly sins again. Oh my god. <laughs> I would have died. <laughs> at least this was a good episode. <laughs> yeah, at least this was a good episode that we can enjoy talking about. Even if like it was kind of hard to get us going. Yeah. It's one of those things like... Once we get talking about it, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. We just had to get the ball rolling. Um, sometimes that's the biggest thing I struggle with is yeah. starting. Once I start a task, I'll finish it. But I have to start it. Yeah. And starting it Sucks. is so hard. Whether the task is doing the dishes or taking a shower or writing, like, I have to start. And starting is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. So. But we did it. And I have no clue what next episode entails. You're the one that's seen it a million times. Yeah, and I don't remember it. <laughs> What's the next episode called? Um, are you there, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. Hmm. You remember where the monster is? Nope. Okay, so it'll be new for both of us. Yeah. I feel like there's a high chance it's a ghost, but... <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, if you were gonna bet on the odds of Let's a supernatural see. monster, bet <laughs> on a ghost. Monster? Ghost. spirits. <laughs> this one is... Is, um... Cass in this one? Um... Or they just explain that he showed up. <laughs> I don't know. He might be. Let me see. Do we have any lines from? We do. Some stuff at the end. I think. I think he makes a reappearance at the end. Also, those look like the twins from The Shining in that picture. <gasps> Bobby. Oh, I think I remember. Yes. Okay. No, I do remember this episode. I just didn't realize it was so early on. Um. Okay, I remember this episode. I just didn't. I for some reason I thought it was later in the season and not the second episode of the season. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I was right. But I was right when I said that I'm guessing the monster is ghosts. It is. It's ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> the monster is ghosts. Multiple, many ghosts. But yeah. All right. I think that is it for this episode. I can't think of any, anything else we need to talk about. Do you want this? What is it? That's when I bought the wrong. I had one. It's a micro USB cable. You literally have had one this entire time. I'm sorry. Here you go. <laughs> I bought the wrong one once. I just put it in the cord drawer. And... <laughs> Here, put it in your side. Why? Because I don't use this kind. Put it in the cord drawer. What's that? The bottom drawer of the tower. 
that I need to organize because it's a disaster. But it's a cord drawer. Okay, let's wrap this up. All right. Um, so yeah, in a couple of weeks, we will be back with Are You There, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. But in the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear and you haven't already, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those fun places. Also, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps the algorithm, helps more people find us. Um, and if you have any fellow Supernatural fans, tell them about us. Word of mouth is a great way to spread, uh, to get a show out to mo- more people. Um, if you'd like to reach out, you can find us on Twitter at TalkAboutSamPod, on Instagram at we need to talk about Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr and TikTok at we need to talk about Sam. I'm Little Red Who Could on Twitter and the Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. And Haley, my love, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at lifelozon3 and Tumblr at hfthoughts-blog. And as always, all of those links will be in the show notes, as well as a link to our outro music, which is by Jake Lionheart. Uh, It's really good. I love our outro song. It's my favorite. And he is very talented. You guys should definitely go check him out. But yeah, that is it for this week. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bear. I mean, she doesn't really have lips, but you know. Puppies have lips. They just because really. they don't look like our lips doesn't mean they don't have lips. If they have lips, they'd be able to go like this. They have muscles around their mouth, and they're called lips. <laughs> they pull their lips back from their teeth. Well, it's, it's called. I don't know. It's like their snout flap. <laughs> That is not a scientific term. I can tell you that much. Yeah, it's called snout flap. No. <laughs> the upper lips are called flues, but the lower lip is simply the lower lip. Huh. So the flues vary on length from breed to breed. Hound-type dogs and other heavy-muzzled big drooling dogs, such as bulldogs and mastiffs, have long, low-hanging flues draped pat- over their upper jawline. Flues, huh? Yeah. Oh, I just got a cute picture. What? Look. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, fuck you. (laughs) The way she turned around. I'm trying to get a picture. Look at your mama. No, not me. She's not a baby. She's a dog. And she seems annoyed with you. Why are you making bird noises like she's a cat? She responds. (laughs) She seems very done with you. Just say her name. Chloe. She doesn't respond to that. (laughs) Chloe!
<laughs> I should clarify she doesn't respond to me. <laughs> Am I the favorite mother? I'm the one who has to lock her in her crate every morning and I feel like an evil person, so I'm the evil stepmom. I'm the one that she thinks she can get away shit with. <laughs> yeah, you're the <laughs> your dad. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> this is the dynamic. <laughs> The mom is the one that, like, keeps the rules and makes sure that, like, meals happen on time and someone gets to go potty and all the things. And dad is the one who comes home and plays. <laughs> or agrees to give them treats or from the table. Or to give them, to spoil them. Because dad wasn't here when they got breakfast. <laughs> I, something. I gave you a wonderful, delicious bone. And you've just turned your nose up at it all day. She's a little butt. What's the matter? I mean, she hasn't had it all day. She's had it for like five hours, but still, yeah. All right, let's do the thingy. You think we know better? The dollar pig ear from Walmart? She'll demolish it in one evening. Seven dollar nice bones from Smith's? Nope. Too fancy. But they're the bone You're the opposite of that cat on TikTok that drinks, that only drinks the really expensive water. Yeah. She is. She is indeed. Alright, let's do this.